Hello and welcome to episode number 336 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I am your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Yes, I'm doing pretty good indeed. We are back after last week where we were at the cinema for a pretty big release. Um, Oh man. Yeah, one of our favorite filmmakers returned. Um, it was a pretty in-depth discussion where we uh, we had to go spoilery as well, which, of course, we gave a warning for. But, um, yeah, very interesting conversation. Very interesting movie as well. I, I still feel like I'm thinking about. Um, like, it's one of those ones that has definitely stayed with me. Um, mm. I'm like, yeah, that was that was interesting, for better or worse. Like, I do love those types of movies, that they, they are certainly worth a conversation. Um you know, they're, they're not just these instantly forgettable films, for sure. Because um, it's, it's funny, I feel like with Megan, I've just, I've almost forgot everything about that film. Um, yeah, there's definitely films that I will have had, like, a better experience with mm. that, that just instantly leave my mind. And, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it is, that's what M. Night does, I guess. Yeah, for sure, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're back uh, back on demand this week uh, with a movie called Candyland, uh, which we'll get to shortly. Um, there was almost Is that the no one where you say it five times in the mirror. Yeah, it's some, it's some sort of like prequel, remake, legacy <laughs> sequel, one of those things. Um, less we're, we're getting off the off the rails Sorry, early this I've week. I've done it early. I've done it early. <laughs> <laughs> I always appreciate when you do it even before the news has started. That's always a rare exception. Um, <laughs> but luckily, there's only one item this week. Oh my that, God. That, yeah, only just came out now. There isn't really much to say on it. Um, but it's. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. Um well it, it kind of gives us a conundrum for the podcast. Um because this is oh, a movie man. that we're both incredibly excited for, um, which is of course Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. Um next week. <laughs> so yeah, this came out in theaters in the States, and apparently, because you never know whether this is bullshit or reality, um, it's supposedly coming to the UK on the 24th of March. So about six weeks away, it'd be a couple of weeks after Scream. Um, so we kind of knew that okay, it's coming, we're early enough in the year, you know, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it, and I would like to see it on the big screen. However, it has now randomly dropped on demand. So yeah, Infinity Pool is out there. We could be watching it right now. Um, and I, I'm not patient. Um, right. And we don't have much to talk about currently. <laughs> so I am kind of itching and being like, oh, I would like to wait. Of course, we we kind of did a similar thing with Possessor. And we've done this with a few movies as well. Like, it is funny worth noting, actually, that Pearl is coming to UK cinemas in March as well. Um, We even saw the trailer at the big screen, didn't we, when we saw Mm -hmm. Knock at the Cabin, which we both kind of did a double take and was like, what the hell? Um, And it was like, oh, yeah, this was our number five movie of last year. It is apparently now coming out in this country, which is ridiculous. Um, But cool. Like, people should definitely all go watch Pearl on the big screen because it's absolutely fantastic. Um, but it does just feel like it was so in the rearview mirror. It was the last thing I was expecting to see a trailer mm-hmm. for on the big screen. Yeah, you know, I would have loved to have seen a trailer for Infinity Pool, for example. But um, 
yeah so this movie's out there so first of all as far as like for the people out there like yeah you now have more options to see this movie if you couldn't catch it on the big screen because i i i'm sure it's a, a movie that's worth checking out of course brandon cronenberg's previous movie possessor was absolutely insane um oh. and i guess that's the only thing that worries me a bit is i have my copy of possessor sort of on my pile when i like to put movies to the side to be like these are movies i want to watch soon um oh. and possessor is on said pile for a rewatch um but obviously yeah now i i didn't think we'd be this pressed to for time um but yeah i guess overall like what what are you thinking about this obviously it's exciting that this movie is available um yeah, yeah what, what are you thinking would you is it something that you would you would potentially wait for on the big screen which of course there's, <sighs> there's never any guarantee for and march is busy this year as well that, that's the problem i think in terms this is almost like a back-end kind of us talking about the podcast moment mm. but it's it is that march is very busy and the cinema is such a gamble and the problem is if we get to april slash may mm-hmm. and suddenly be like shit infinity pool never came out yeah and then we watch it i feel like the moment's passed yeah you know and and, and the moment is now like it's on demand now and it's just it's just a circumstance of the world we're in. Like the, you know, when we started this podcast, we were in the world still of oh, okay, cinema release, wait a while, uh, you know, premium on demand, then it's on, you know, Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, whatever. You know, whereas now it's like, yeah, a movie can drop in any order, and it makes no sense. You know, how the how the hell is Pearl? <laughs> now being shown in the not even now in 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 a month being shown on uk cinemas you know when um you can pre- you can buy a uk blu-ray of that can you not i'm not too sure if there's a uk one maybe I, I not a think UK there is one, yeah you but, can get it on but, amazon <laughs> yeah like you can buy it on amazon uk <laughs> mm. <laughs> like it's just you know it is a mess and so yeah i'm i'm kind of more inclined to be like i want to be part of the conversation now mm while the conversation is relevant and you know as as annoying as it is that we miss out on that big screen i'd be even more annoyed to miss out on the conversation yeah i'm pretty much there with you and i think like we both have you know good home setup so it's not the end of the world either um but i think that another thing that just pisses me off is the fact that of all the times to put it out it really does is that why are they putting it out in march like and similarly with Pearl, it's like Scream's already there. We've got sixty five. There's another genre movie as well. I'm I'm forgetting, but like March is, and I think like John Wick's around that time. It's just there's a lot of films coming out around March. Like Creed. There's just there's so much shit coming out in March. Like who thought that was the good month where you go, oh yeah, January's dead, and that's when it's coming out in the states. Now nah, we'll just wait two months until other movies are coming out, and then we'll release our movie. Um, that's why I don't trust it. No, I do not trust it. No, and you shouldn't because another thing which I was going to bring up at the end, but this is the perfect time now talking about like release dates and being and and moving around obviously there's that movie missing um so these were kind of the two that already came out in the states in january was infinity pool and missing now missing did have a release date of the 24th of feb in the uk um our local odeon did like an early screening last week around the 6th of uh, february so it was like they definitely had it and shown it it's now disappeared and has a release date of i think it's the 21st of april so not only has it just been randomly delayed two months, which also, by the way, is the exact same day Evil Dead Rise comes out. So again, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to randomly delay these movies for no reason and then put them head to head with much bigger, more exciting movies. It's like, who, the, who what are people doing? It's, I feel like sometimes it's just designed to piss us off. And my God, is it working? Um, 
We've got yeah, we've got multiple unwelcome situations going on by the sounds of it. Yeah, it's just like it's so bizarre, man. Like I, I hate that this is a, a topic of discussion that we have to have, and obviously we don't talk about it too much because we like to just talk about the films and we like to talk about exciting news. But I think the whole scheduling release date nonsense really can start to kind of get in the way of things and so yeah i'm i'm with you of like when you can see a movie just watch it and i think try and ignore all that other stuff so yeah i imagine this is um probably answered the question for us and uh we'll probably have a pretty exciting movie to talk about next week which i'm very excited for now um but yeah that is the news shall we talk about uh this week's film yeah let's talk about candyland So, yeah, this is one that we uh, have certainly mentioned before on the podcast, um, which is always nice to see that sort of lineage before we get to see a a movie. Um, Recently, we talked about it because obviously we thought we could see it a few weeks ago and then we couldn't. um, But it is out now. And, yeah, this kind of got put on our radar due to Fright Fest, um, like so many movies do. Um, this was one that was definitely kind of from the poster, from just a brief synopsis. Mm. Like, oh yeah, this is definitely a movie that when I'm at Fright Fest, I would absolutely want to see. Um, yeah. It was already on that kind of earmarked as, yeah, I definitely want to see this. But then it was funny that we, with our scheduling, we kind of left after um, Dark Glasses um, mm. on the Saturday night. And this would have been the next film had we stayed on that beautiful, gorgeous, giant um, screen in London, in Leicester Square. Yeah, no. Um, which I couldn't stop thinking about watching this film. Yeah, um, I, I was the same. <laughs> like, for many different reasons, but I thought, man, it's so funny that this film, of all films, was shown on that unbelievably massive screen, because I, I feel like even watching it on my um, big screen at home was too much at times. Um, but yeah, uh, I felt dirty watching it, yeah, on my regular, well, on my size TV, let alone, <laughs> yeah, seeing it on that giant screen would have been something else. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't, yeah, it's just wild. Um, but again, that's that's the awesomeness that is fright fest if you just get random shit like that that i'm sure the people that made candyland you know never dreamt that in a million years that it'd be on a screen that big that's that's the joy of fright fest um Mm -hmm. which is so cool like i know we talk about it a lot but like yeah the fact that indie filmmakers get to experience that and we've seen it in the flesh as well like them kind of coming up from their seat afterwards and and, and addressing the crowd and be like oh my god like you know i i was editing this movie for six months in 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 my laptop in my you know in my apartment and now i got to see the final product on that screen it was just mind-blowing um which is so cool um but yeah candyland is now out um what is this little film about it is indeed out it's um it's weird really because it's got this got a couple of delays didn't it because we thought we were going to see this at the tail end of last year yep um but yeah, basically, um, we we meet a group of. Well, I was going to say young women, but young people because mm. we have a, a dude there as well. Um, who are they're basically working in this underground world of this um, truck stop, uh, truck stop, which is a hidden underworld kind of um, prostitution ring where the um, <clears throat> truck drivers can pull over and have the ladies or men visit them in their trucks or they can go for the premium experience and and have a hotel room for the hour 
evening, night, 30 minutes, however long they want with the ladies. Um, and yeah, we kind of, we've also got a Baldwin in this movie. Which, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> which, <laughs> like, I couldn't go too long talking about this movie until bring up the fact that there's a Baldwin in it because that just is very strange. Well, I didn't. And he plays the sheriff. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching this movie going, man, this guy really looks like a Baldwin. But I had no yeah. idea that he was until today when I was pulling this up on IMDb and I was like, oh, oh really? my God, that was William Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, he I'm sure he popped his name is on the opening credits. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I saw I'm sure I saw his name before I saw him. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Whether it was because I just looked at IMDB first, but I don't think I did. No, it um, it does have all the actors come up because I remember it's like them walking around the truck stop with all the names on the screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, we got a Baldwin in this. <laughs> um and and yeah, basically it's kind of what, five women or no, four women and, and dude. Was it Levi? Yeah, Levi, yeah. Yeah, and they're basically it, it's kind of their uh, their lives as these sex workers, and we very early on we we get introduced to this kind of religious group that are trying to like preach the good word word and kind of you know get these women off the the road the path they're on and join the righteous path and etc etc and <clears throat> um our kind of I guess lead character is kind of thrown into the mix because of that um a character called remy and she is this kind of exiled uh from the religious cult and decides well you know if i'm gonna leave them i might as well just go join the sex workers right like it's a bit it's a bit strange her introduction into the movie because she just kind of appears at the truck stop doesn't she and she's just kind of like abandoned there and I'm like, and they just kind of take her in mm. and I'm like, oh, you don't need to go anywhere else. Just, just, you know, just become, you know, a sex worker and we'll get, you'll get a nice room and you'll get paid and it'll be good. Right. And it's like, I don't know, like it felt weird. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah. And coinciding with Remy's kind of introduction into the movie, we also start to get the odd but dead body show up. Mm. Um well, who is the what is the first dead body is it it's the guy in the just cubicle. someone in the toilet yeah. yeah in the cubicle so he just gets discovered this kind of dead body that's been murdered in the cubicle and kind of shortly after that um the movie kind of you know we're in this seedy world we're in this kind of you know these these predominantly men that are paying these individuals for for the services are none of them are particularly nice that we meet and <clears throat> a couple of them probably deserve to get murdered mm. um and um a- as this movie kind of progresses um it isn't necessarily at the start like oh okay we've got a killer on our hands or we've got something going on it's like oh no that that guy was a piece of shit and he got what he deserved and then then there was kind of another scenario and it's like oh, no that, that guy was kind of a piece of shit and he got what he deserved and it could just be that these two deaths have happened at this truck stop because it's just a bit of a dangerous place that pieces of shit go to visit and um you know as the movie progresses we find out that that evidently isn't the case um but i did i did think that was quite interesting that like initially we had these kind of probably like the first two or three murders yeah were kind of like oh, okay just because that person has murdered someone that doesn't mean that they're like this ruthless killer or or you know 
or if we don't see the murder and we just see the body, we're like, okay, well, yeah, that guy was being a piece of shit, like, and he's turned out to then get killed. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I don't know where where else to go with the synopsis other than that's 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 Candyland, really. Yeah, that's pretty um, much it, really. I feel I feel like um, the you know the the world that was created was just such a like it, it was funny like watching this movie where i i i was like you where i couldn't take away the fact that we almost saw this at fright fest and it, it very much is one of these movies where i'm like i couldn't imagine like august bank holiday weekend you like it's a beautiful sunny day <laughs> and you're in this giant dark room watching this really seedy quite you know quite disgusting horror movie it's very violent it's very bloody and it's very you know these sex workers in this seedy world so just you you feel dirty watching this movie Mm. and i just kind of i pictured us like just strolling out into the blistering sunshine and (laughs) seeing like i've had this at fright fest before where you walk out and then you see people that you know have you know <laughs> they've got the lanyards around their neck and i'm like you just fucking saw candy man <laughs> like don't and, and, like, and you kind of like you can't try to blend in, in with the real world yeah 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 <laughs> and they, they can't look at you in the eye because they're like you've just seen candy land as well i'm like yeah yeah I have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is this weird uniquely fright fest experience and and it's weird because I don't really want to watch a movie like that outside of that experience because <laughs> <laughs> it because it is just uniquely fright fest. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Like it really reminds me of um, like Midnight Peep Show that we saw yeah. and a yeah, few of these other sort of low budget exploitation <laughs> style films where they they are, they don't have too much going on. Then they're, they're not particularly plot heavy or anything like that but they are just setting up a, a place and a group of characters and then just watching them exist within that. And a lot of times it is just gross, messed up, like I say, seedy things that are happening that are pretty well done and, and, and very much make you feel uncomfortable. And, and that's just kind of what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like um, seeing that in that environment, just it works um, and it works mm. a lot differently than seeing it like as an individual, like, right, we now have to really look at this movie from all perspectives and really analyze it. It doesn't really yeah, feel I've, like I've a movie. My, I'm, I'm sat there watching it with my notepad and pen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm making notes on this. Yeah. I like take my, take my monocle out during half of the scenes and be like, yes, what am I going to talk about with this film? And it's, <laughs> I feel like that's just not what the intent of this film is in the slightest. No. If only I sat there and actually made notes when I watched <laughs> Um But yeah, I mean, what what did you think of this one? It's weird. Like, I I did enjoy it. I think it, um, it, it basically, I think it mostly pulls off what it was trying to achieve, which, as we've just mm. now said, in a jokingly fashion, I think it, it just sets up what Candyland is, which is this mm-hmm. seedy truck stop that has this reputation for these sex workers, you know, and again, it has similar-ish vibes to X in that you're dealing with a topic which is traditionally shrouded in negativity um, and is going to typically have characters that are, you know, know oh, i'm i'm the one with the abusive um dad i'm the one with the drug problem i'm the one with the alcohol problem whereas i feel like again they just set up a group of characters who are happy you know they are genuinely um a good group of people that are friendly with each other and they are just this is just what their job is um 
so i thought that was an interesting way of doing this type of film and then yeah you kind of immediately get thrown to the action bodies start showing up and again i was with you that early on i really liked how the way they were revealing these kind of deaths and being like okay what is this just going to be almost like a mockumentary style film of just like yeah if, if you work in this too long you're going to see a lot of messed up shit and it's going to happen to you and it, and it is ultimately going to be kill or be killed in a lot of these scenarios so i was really vibing with that part of the movie and you know really liked pretty much all of the characters that we were introduced to certainly all of the the um the workers that were already there and then i think when when the movie goes on longer and it starts to have more plot is when it kind of falls apart a little bit not massively um but i do think like by far the biggest sort of you know bad thing about this film is that just the lack of plot and story completely um it really doesn't have hardly anything and i think what it tries to do with with remy and her being this kind of new um new to this job new to this world and then her, what her background is and why she's there and all of that stuff it just it really falls flat especially in the finale i think um it just is not well done at all and it, and it ultimately was just a um almost a trope just to get kills happening by the end of it which felt a little bit unnecessary i think they'd, they'd established a good enough world that there was a constant threat on their on these people's lives like i think the scene with levi for example was so good um yeah. early on because i think that was i didn't know where it was going to go and i think that was a great example of just showing this threat and i think that the movie is very kind of uncompromising in everything that it shows from its depictions of sex to its depictions of violence, assault, you know, tense and comfortable situations. I think all of that works really, really well. Like I felt super uncomfortable during a lot of the film, which I think was the intent. And, and so I really liked that aspect of the film. But it's when it starts to go into like, right, it's the final act. We're trying to tie some sort of story together and some sort of um, motive, I guess, is the biggest question. And that's when it's like, yeah, it's just so weak. It's it doesn't have any story to really talk about um it falls back on just very obvious tropes and very obvious motives which i think that i i thought the movie would be better than that and then when we were in the finale i was just really hoping that it would maybe swerve away from the the path a little bit because it felt it felt like an on rails adventure for the last 20 minutes where i was like oh this is just going to go an exact way and it, and it did and it was a shame because i really wanted the the core group of characters to almost put up more of a fight i think that's what they were doing well in the first half of the film was that i believed that they could take care of themselves and, and that they were in control of this you know very um you know bizarre world to be living in that is very unsafe for you but they had their own rules they had each other's backs and i felt like they because they had each other they they could survive certain situations whereas it kind of all just went out of the window the, the more the movie went on and they ended up just making more and more dumb mistakes which was frustrating um but yeah it was weird like overall i like the film and, and i don't think it's like boring at any times um again i, I like a lot of the depictions of, of all the things that they showed because I, I really felt like it was it didn't shy away from that i think when you make a movie about what this movie is about you're going to need to show the sex the violence the uncomfortableness the these situations that you're going to get into the, the the vulnerability that you have to put yourself into time and time again and i think they did a really good job of all that stuff um it was just when they tried to have an overriding story arc for me it was like man this needed 
anything and again i actually think the movie shouldn't have had that because i think those are the aspects of it that i really didn't like and i think they did a good enough job of just establishing these characters that maybe that wouldn't work as a film as a complete film because i'm more describing like the opening act and just and just expanding upon that for the rest of the film um you know who knows maybe they could have incorporated like the police officer or something in more interesting ways like i don't know where i would have taken it but where they did was like the least interesting part of the whole story to me i have every character in this the religious aspect was by far the least interesting to me um and so the fact that that ended up becoming really important as the more as we went on the movie i was like disappointed and i also think out of all of the characters like remy was by far my least ca- favorite character um yeah. I think performance-wise, she's definitely the worst as well. She's not, like, notably bad, and I feel bad bringing it up in an indie movie, but it's because she has to play such a pivotal role as the movie goes on more and more that I'm, I find myself being like, man, she's nowhere near as good as, as Levi, as Sadie, you know, as, as Riley, like, all of the, as the sheriff. Like, they're all such better characters than her. Um, she doesn't get to be a character until the final act. I think that's the problem, mm-hmm. that when, when she actually comes out of her shell, I think the performance was good. It's yeah. just that she's withdrawn for 85 percent of the movie because of that's what the character is yeah yeah i I don't think it's a a gripe on the performance more just the character yeah i agree with that like you say we don't really get a a sense of like why she's Mm. doing what she is and like say she just gets thrown into the world in such a weird way that you're almost in the finale when you're starting to get reveals of certain things i almost expected like some flashbacks to be like yeah. right why why did this start to begin with and and again and again they do explain stuff to some extent um but it was just a bit like oh is this really what the point of all this was it just felt kind of meaningless in the end and maybe that was the whole point of the film um mm. and again this sounds really bad because like as an overall experience a 90 minute <laughs> film i sat down and watched i had a decent time i it, it, you know i didn't pause it or anything i was like i just watched it straight through had a good time and i think if this was just a throwaway horror film you know if it was on a a a subscription service that you already have and you just watched it i think it's a switch off your brain have a good time type movie and i think if we'd have seen it at fright first i'd been like yep that was a good movie and then we would have gone to the next one and i wouldn't have had to have you know really overthought it whereas i think again watching the films like this where we're really gonna you know think about how much you know analyzation of the story we did last week with knock at the cabin and Mm. you know i still feel like there was so many aspects of the story in characters that we didn't even get into whereas this just doesn't have that it's like no i really liked the portrayal of the characters and i thought the the violence and not not, it's not even the violence it's more just like the threat of violence i think is really strong in this movie where i really just felt for these characters in terms of this really vulnerable position um but yeah i did enjoy the movie overall i just think that obviously if you're talking about like giving strong recommendations you then started to go into like why could this have been much better but i think as like an indie movie this is pretty damn good and i i thought it looked really good for what it was as well considering this is Mm. your classic you know kind of set in one location they did a good job of mixing up and not making it feel like it was a one room style movie there's a lot of sub locations within this truck stop to make it feel like interesting and fresh um so yeah i thought i thought it was a good film yeah i think that as a as a point is a really good point for an indie movie because when you think oh an indie movie set at a truck stop Mm. you're like oh we're gonna be in a very singular location but you know we have we have the truck park where the trucks actually are we have the toilet area where they kind of like to hang out pretty much we have the shop and we have the the motel Mm. so we have like all of these different locations that are all expanded upon in the movie i think yeah i think you touched on a lot of of the how i felt about it really where 
early on the, the movie made me feel really uncomfortable and dirty watching it which is exactly what it wants to do mm. and and i think um you know that already becomes a bit of a difficult recommend not for everyone yeah but then you know because because this is this like you say it really does go there with with the cd world of this you know sex work and and you know the the way it works with the truck stop and like you know oh yeah gonna go in the cab and yeah they, they try to give you more money to not use a condom and stuff like it's really disgusting like it it really gets under your skin that side of it and and when they kind of did all of that and then we started to see people get bumped off i'm like oh okay like are are this uh, is this group of individuals are they all going to just start fucking killing these these blokes because they deserve it and i'm like is that what it's going to be and then like um you know i guess mild spoiler but like when when one of the, the 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 sex workers gets knocked off i'm like oh shit no okay like what's gonna what's going on here then and i'm like i'm kind of rooting for these guys and and like what you said they they feel tough and hardened to this world because this world isn't roses and they've had to deal with adversity and horrible people and suddenly you know when this conflict of this movie you know rears its head i'm like they just all fall apart. They're, they're not a team and they, 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 they just getting picked off. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is really not what I was expecting. Um, I think one thing that you, you didn't mention too much was that the, the deaths in this, like we get some real violent shit. Mm. Like there's some real bloody violent deaths in this movie. Um, and I think, um, you know, yeah, I, I, th- I think you really hit the nail on the head with, yeah, if we'd have watched this at Fright Fest, we'd have been like, man, yeah, this movie this movie made me feel really dirty. It was really violent. I think, you know, when we spoke about Fright Fest last year, we said we really didn't see, like, some really crazy violent shit. Mm. Like, Dark Glasses, we were like, oh, okay, there was some pretty violent stuff in there. I'm like, if we'd have saw this straight after Dark Glasses, yeah. we'd have been like, yeah, Dark Glasses is tame. <laughs> like, you know, and... um. So I think I think we would I think I would have enjoyed this movie more watching it with that lens, whereas watching it at home and and kind of you know feeling that uncomfortable and then then the payoff not really being there because the people that I was rooting for end up being the ones that are getting picked off. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh, okay, and then and then yeah, ultimately when we get the the return of the religious aspect and and kind of you know the finale of this movie, I felt fairly unsatisfied. Um, in particular with the sheriff character as well. Yeah, like I was so you know, disappointed it, with I'm him. like, man, I'm like, it's a Baldwin as well. Mm. I'm like, I need this guy to get fucking killed. <laughs> 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 and I was just and I was just waiting for the big moment. And there there was a couple of them where we had um oh god, another weird thing about this movie. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, I'm so glad like, I forgot that. That was so funny when it's when you realize like, that it's a Christmas film. Like, Jesus Christ. So basically, throughout the whole movie, we get Christmas songs being played. <laughs> and kind... I mean, is there anything else? Like, I dressed as Santa later some, on. Well, no, I was going to say, until that point. Like, yeah. is there maybe some Christmas lights or maybe. something? But it's just, it's just every now and then you get a really obnoxious Christmas song that feels <laughs> just... It feels so out of place in this movie. And then, and then yeah, kind of when almost like this big set piece moment is when 
we get a guy turn up after working a long shift as a Santa. And, and, and I was just like, man, that should have been the sheriff. <laughs> like that scene should have been the sheriff. Um, and, and cause yeah, it just felt very strange that this is kind of trying to be a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I did, I I did kind of like that though because it gave it such a weird flavor that I wasn't expecting and I and I think I like when it's not a Christmas film it just happens to be set around Christmas and so you then get these weird I, I know moments where like yeah you get uncomfortable like I don't want to be listening to Santa Claus is coming to town in mid-February watching this movie of all movies but they did it and it kind of worked for me <laughs> Yeah, I guess the thing is, is if you put enough flavors in your mouth, like sometimes it tastes good and sometimes it doesn't. And for me, it didn't. I was like, no, this is just this is just a bit too far where I'm like, man, I, I, I'm getting taken. Yeah, watch this in February, <laughs> like, you know, or watch this in August, like with these Christmas songs just felt a bit odd. Mm. Um, and uh, but yeah, so by the end of it, I was kind of like, not really. um you know when credits rolled i wasn't thinking about the movie anymore and post the movie ending i haven't given it a single thought mm. like almost when we went through you know when we come to record this podcast i was like oh yeah shit what do we watch and i was like oh yeah and i was like oh yeah that movie is pretty gnarly like mm. you know made me feel very like i say dirty and uncomfortable and was very violent but but ultimately because the story just had no real substance as soon as the credits rolled it just it just left my mind yeah you know, and and which is the quintessential fright fest experience. Right? Oh, absolutely! I think movies like this almost do. They frustrate me yeah. in a weird sense, and that I, I, yeah, I really like the film, but I think it frustrates me that I don't have more to say about it because mm. it is just good, and it, and I don't think anything about it's exceptional. But then none of it's like terrible, and I think that's where typically when you go in discussions you start to kind of zone in on the things that are either really good or really bad typically when you're discussing films and so i think this is one of those ones that it's difficult when you just watch a movie that for the most part is just good um aside from obviously then you start to think okay why how could this be better and and my default was always going to be story because that's what really elevates good movies for me and so that's when it's like oh remy could have been better the religious stuff could have been better you know the sheriff could have been incorporated in better ways but when i actually think of what we got which was these kind of sex workers living you know in this situation and then all of those different scenes of violence and, and all that stuff i was like it really worked like a lot of it did work and I, so i think for an indie movie um i am really impressed with a lot of what they done um in terms of like most of the cast in terms of the horror um and in terms of like the way it was shot as well where it, it always was interesting i think a lot about the way the camera was used in so many different deaths when we think about like the cubicles and how they use those and and kind of seeing different things from different angles there's like a bed that is used prominently and kind of seeing under the bed and over the bed and different angles like they do a really good job with a lot of small things like the the trucks mm. and, and showing people in the trucks and like sometimes obscuring their faces with mirrors and stuff like there's a lot of small things that i think were really good here for a you know this is like a writer and director you know um same guy john swab did both um i'm not too sure i'll have a look now if he's done anything else but like you know it's one of those things when you talk about movies that you have to talk about the overall context and so like this oh. isn't the same as um you know knock at the cabin last week you know it, it's in a completely different kettle of fish not only as a um cinema release but as a cinema release of a guy where we've seen like 10 of his films at this point um 
Is yeah, this... there's people are on a scale, and and like you say, yeah, this for an indie movie for a writer director, and especially when we do, you know, because there was there was a lot here, and I think, yeah, the the scope of the uh, the film is is bigger than most indie movies when you actually think about yeah this this truck stop and the scope of where we go mm. in the different locations and then the fact that we get the violence we get you know all of these different things it 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 does deliver on on a lot of things and yeah i don't want to be negative on it and i think it, i think it is you know if if we'd have seen like i say if we'd have seen it at fright fest this would have been in one of you know our, our top half of the movies we saw Oh, 100%. I think of like when I saw that movie, when we saw Daughter and other movies where I'm like, oh, I wish we'd have seen this because this is just yeah. a classic. When you're watching a lot of movies, you don't necessarily want a next exit of a movie that is really going to stay mm. with you and think about. You want a movie that yeah. is just sit down, 90 minutes of fun, walk away and switch your brain off. And I think that is exactly the audience that needs to seek out this film. Um, oh, yeah. If I, if I could <clears> swap this with next exit, I probably would. Yeah. And, and then we'll do I next like exit for this week <laughs> to talk about yeah. it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I would love to just talk about Next Exit for 90 minutes yeah. and just sat and watched it at home and then just like cried mm. at the end of it for an hour <laughs> yeah. and then thought about it. You know, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I remember that was my strongest feeling walking out of Next Exit where I'm like, man, I really don't want to go see another movie right now. Yeah. But whereas with this one, I could have snuck out of the, the theatre, like looked around and made sure no one had spotted me and then like took a, took a shower <laughs> and then like gone and watched another movie and been like, okay, I'm cleansed. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. And yeah, that would have fitted Fright Fest much better. <laughs> the um, the, so the writer director of this movie was also the he's a co-writer and co-director of a movie that we have covered before, um, yeah, which is insane because this is a movie all the way back in 2016. So this was a year one for SHB. If, if anyone remembers this movie, um, I wonder if you remember this movie. I think you will. Um, let me make you a martyr. <laughs> The name rings a bell. I'm now. Uh, um, is that half Jesus Christ? <laughs> is that does that star a certain musician? It does. I so yeah. this was a movie that we were like low key excited for. This like I was small... very excited. I was more than low key. I was oh like, yeah. Oh. I was very excited for it. And yeah. I remember thinking that movie was pretty good. Like, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, but I do think it reminds me of this movie a lot in terms of just plot was the biggest issue, but everything else about it was very good for an indie film. Um, mm. So I, I feel like we are starting to maybe see a trend here of, like, he needs... Like, if you can just give this guy a more interesting script, I think he's got everything else nailed as mm. far as an indie director goes. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't really have too much to add on this one. I think it's one of those ones no. that... Um, doesn't require sort of deep thought i think so moving on to recommendations um mm. i'll let you go because i don't even know what to say with this one it's difficult i mean i think i know I what to either. say because I, I like the movie a lot but it's, it's just difficult yeah like i i definitely don't give it a strong recommend mm. i would give it a yeah if it's on demand you touched upon it earlier then mm. like slap it on and just just you know have that 90 minutes where you can switch off and you'll see something that makes you feel a bit uncomfortable It'll make you feel a bit dirty. You'll see some violence and then you'll turn it off and, you know, like I said, take a cold shower and not forget, you know, not, not, um, not think about it again. Mm. And I think, I think that works. Whereas, um, <clears throat> you know, if you really want to see a horror movie with more depth to it, uh, that you want to kind of think about a bit more then then this isn't the movie for you. Um, so yeah, I, I think for, you know, just, just a fun experience then, then yeah, whack it on. Why not? 
Yeah, I completely agree where, again, we always categorize these recommendations of like how you can mm. currently see it and how you might be able to see it in the future. You know, when we talk about cinema releases to every spectrum and obviously this is a digital only film right now. Um, so I think that it's it's difficult for me to say go out of your way and rent it to watch it because yeah, I, 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 I really, like I really liked it. But it's not one of those like you say that needs to be something that is either more original or has more substance to it to go out of your mm. way. Whereas I think if you are the thing with streaming services that is why it's so much easier to recommend movies is that most people have a lot of them or you can wait until a specific time of year yeah, when there's, there's something, some of the parts and yeah. you want multiple, yeah. Or like yeah, so if something comes out like Shudder is is great with that of there will always be something that comes out at a time of year that will get you back on, even if you're not always a member. And so I think that something like this is amazing for Shudder, absolutely, but anything, Netflix, whatever. But like, it would be so great if it was one one of those services, because then it would just be like, a, yeah, if you've got 90 minutes to kill and you just want to switch off your brain and see some fun horror, I, I would recommend this for sure. Um, but it certainly... It feels like a ripe for Shudder. Oh, yeah. Movie, I hope this know. post comes to Shudder. I think it could do quite well and it would be it would be it, yeah if this was on shutter right now it'd be a much easier oh yeah i recommend putting it on if you've got a shutter subscription like that would be my that would be my backwards and forwards then i'd be like if you don't have a shutter subscription don't don't pay for one just for this movie but if you've got mm-hmm. one then yeah why not shove it on it's a it's a cool new horror movie yeah i would need to feel stronger in its originality so like mm. it's difficult because i don't want to immediately go to these like amazing movies but even seeing unwelcome recently which obviously we saw at the cinema but like i imagine that's not going to mm. be the case for most people that might you know sneak around on just digital for a while before maybe then ended up on a streaming service mm. and that's one of those movies that's like no that deserves you to rent it on its own you know dedicating evening to watching it and enjoying it because it yeah. is so original whereas this is more like no if you're on a service oh, and it's just there then it's well, it's definitely worth a watch like again i don't want to downplay that i did really really enjoy <laughs> this film um it just doesn't have as much substance as a lot of movies which is perfectly fine i think that's kind of my biggest takeaway is that i'm frustrated that i had to view this in the lens of like reviewing it for a podcast because <laughs> i don't think that's fair for this movie i think it's just a fine decent horror movie and that's and that's all it needed to ever be um and well and i think for an indie movie i think for my closing thought on it i think yeah we we see these indie movies that are fucking elite yeah. in recent years that that uh that kind of break the mold yeah and i think i think this is a great indie movie mm-hmm. in terms of you know every the, the way this movie looks the the you know the acting was decent in it yeah the 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 violence looked looked crazy good you know and i don't think we should you know we said last year about how it just becomes like a mute point yeah that this is just over the top violence you know the, the shit that's in this movie mm, like really good. you know it's really yeah. effective as well i think that was my biggest thing of like we we see so much violence now that it, it really yeah. comes down to like now there is such a small difference between seeing something that's really really violent or seeing something that's really violent that does somewhat feel real and i think that is the biggest sign of contention to me now between something that is good to really fantastic and yeah i agree that there are the small moments of this whether it's like a stabbing or a choking or something that it just it goes that little bit further and making it feel that little bit more real which i really like Definitely. And I think as well, because I, I was rooting for our characters. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of liked them all in their own way. I did. Yeah. And, and I was like, Oh, I, you know, I, they don't deserve this. And when, when it started to happen to him, I, you know, I felt every, every death for, with them because, because yeah, I didn't, I didn't want it to happen. 
mm. you know whereas at the start of the movie when it was just like random dudes coming into the truck stop being assholes i was like yeah <laughs> let's let's get them all murdered um so yeah i th- you know it is a weird one and but i did i do think for an indie movie it, it really is strong and it is just that like yeah we have this bar of like exceptional mm. um but this is still better than most yeah in terms of the all-round quality you know the amount of garbage indie movies that are out there yeah it's like man this this is this is you know high level well-made movie yeah we've seen a lot of indie movies even in just last year for example that have a bit of hype going into them or they Mm. have a a netflix or a shutter behind them or something and that's why you get the eyeballs on them and they're just not worth it like there is a lot of those sadly um whereas this is one that i think the only reason why it was on our radar was because of fright fest and i think because there was there was plenty of other movies of this ilk around this time and this probably wouldn't have been one that we'd have got to as quickly and then and like i said you never know because now you know infinity pool we might be able to see and all these other movies so you never know when sometimes movies do just fall through the cracks um and this could have easily been one of those especially post fright oh, yeah. fest the amount of times we're like that's going to be a movie we'll see um and then we just end up like oh wait did it come out oh okay well we're kind of you know like you say we have this forward momentum we want to just be checking out new stuff all the time that it's it's so easy for movies to fall through the cracks and that's almost mm. the biggest fear for indie movies in general is just getting them in front of people but yeah i'm, I'm glad I, I checked this one out for sure and yeah it isn't in that pantheon of like oh my god these these absolutely mind-blowing indie movies but yeah in terms of the ones that we've seen this is easily in the the top half like easily yeah. <laughs> um which is great um but yeah that was our discussion on Candyland. Uh, we will take a quick break and we will be right back So yeah, that's it for another week. Drop in. Mm, Yeah, back to our usual, um, as always, to try and keep it brief. (laughs) Um, The Last of Us, episode five, (laughs) full spoiler alert for all the episodes up until this point, but no future spoilers. Um, Yeah, I don't really have too much to say. (laughs) Oh, of course you don't. All right, yeah, yeah. So I'll go first. um I'll, I'll just i'll just sit here for 25 minutes <laughs> yeah that's what i did last week um <laughs> um yeah like i think i stand by most of what i said last week and so, i mean it was another great episode um i i just wanted to kind of but you know end what i said last week because a lot of my points about kathleen um and this feeling like the you know mm. this mini two-parter was always going to hinge on how i felt after episode five and for me my opinion didn't change at all um maybe it's worse now now i've seen the whole thing where i'm like kathleen was a giant waste of time in my opinion across these two episodes completely um ridiculously unsatisfying i think again the more that they actually showed who she was in this in the show and and um really went into her character i'm flabbergasted and completely mind blown how similar it is to a future character um and i'm actually very frustrated now because i do think it might lessen the impact of said character um which again we can't get into it too much for fear of future spoilers but i just want to put that out there as as like people that know will know because and, and we obviously both know that like it was just frustrating um 
to see that and and for it to not really go anywhere you know i think they obviously just wanted to put a face to the enemy because in the game it's uh, that's easy the, that's the massive reason yeah you know, it's easy it. to just have raiders and just have fedra and just have clickers and, and other you know infected and so i think that they clearly wanted a reason for someone hunting henry and sam whereas i would have been perfectly fine with it just being random people you know like what we got at the start of the last episode when the car broke down is like you can you can humanize people and they don't have to have like a full two-story or two-episode arc and backstory as to why she wants to hunt down henry and sam like she could just be a piece of shit and that's fine so it was weird and, and for it to end so unsatisfying and i do think this is the first example of it's funny we actually mentioned it with knock at the cabin last week about how when they deviated from the book it was painfully obvious that like they did because they didn't have a, a, an actual outcome for certain characters um this was so obvious because kathleen has no impact on the story whatsoever um no. and we end up with the exact same main character beats that we did in the game henry and sam's story ends the same and joel and ellie move on from it the same so yeah that was frustrating um i do have some good things to talk about but i wanted to just let you interject do you have anything to say about kathleen do you agree disagree with that yeah i i completely agree i think that the thing that i'm just so aware of with the show as it currently is at is that we have such a finite amount of time mm screen time to tell this vast video game story you know the the where we're now out in the season we're, we're halfway you know and um i feel like the second half of the game is loaded with so much content mm. and so much cool share that i feel like two episodes was it was a giant waste of time because i know how much they've got left to do and and that's someone that that obviously loves the game and knows all of that and has that baggage going in and I, and I was unable to shake that watching this mm. where I was like man I just don't care for Kathleen and and yeah the story is very basic and it is just a case of you know um, why can't why can't there just be villains that are villains why can't these people just be kind of pieces of shit and it is it's one of these things where it's like yeah all right it's the end of the world. So everyone becomes like rapists and murderers. It's like, okay, that doesn't need to be the case, mm. but, but we also don't need to humanize everyone. Yeah. Like I thought Joel could have really sold it very quickly. How he's like, Oh yeah. You know, these guys are raiders and I've been a raider. Mm. Like they, they have no food. They're dying and we have a car full of supplies. Therefore they want it. We had that like, in the last that, episode that, when he was yeah. like, I've been on both sides of the scam. <laughs> no, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah. And, and that could have been the conflict. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you just have That's what we've got in the game you, as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I think even more with, um, with this movie, um, this movie, with this, with this show, because they've just, they've just stocked up like motherfuckers with yeah, Bill. from Bill's stuff. Yeah, like, Bill just gave them the best loot <clears throat> in in post apocalyptic world possible, mm. and and so the raiders get a sniff of that, and they're going to come to you like you know bees to honey. Yeah, so it's like you know that 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 was the motivation that was needed, and Kathleen just did feel unnecessary, and and I think one of my biggest because again. I think I think the episode was good. I had a really good time watching it, and I, and I still think it was really strong overall. It's just that I have these preconceptions, and I have these, 
you know, because it's uh, we're we're comparing it to perfection. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think is the thing. Oh yeah, where I'm like, definitely. you know, when we have like something like episode three, or it's, this episode it's worst has been a nine out of ten. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, this episode was still was still like yeah pushing a nine out of ten. Yeah, it's just the yeah for me when I watched it and we have all of this backstory with Kathleen and we had this you know, this, this um, uprising at the start of the episode, which was them taking over from Fedra and taking mm. them out. And it was a very violent kind of, yeah, well, you know, yeah. um, scene. And I was like, but this is, it just felt unnecessary. And then, and it didn't really build on her character. And, and when we finally got the reveal of kind of why she hates Henry and everything else, it just felt very, you know, it, it had an impact, especially when she was like, you know, yeah, children die. Like, mm. I'm not going to give your... Um, <clears throat> your brother a, a, a break just because he's young like no screw that and i th- you know i think that then leads into the finale with what with what henry has to do yeah um uh, and i think that works well but when i'm looking at it and one of the things that really my biggest frustration with this episode was the underground school mm. and obviously ish and kind of what we got with that where i'm like man that's the missed beat like if you're gonna if you're gonna expand this part of last of us and you're gonna give us way more content than we got in the game that's the bit to expand upon not not these faceless raiders and give them a face give us a character that we already love and and because i thought i thought that felt incredibly rushed you know suddenly they just go into these tunnels and we see this school and they just go oh yeah people moved underground and you know obviously didn't work out for these people and they just kind of chill there for a bit and leave and i'm like man like that was such a good part of the game and and the court you know in the game when you kind of got attacked down there and then kind of when you when you finally left and you saw that kind of note and everything like it really i i thought it really landed so much harder in the game Mm. and and then and and it just felt like for the show they felt like it had to be there because people feel so strongly about that that part of the game and how they want it to be expanded upon, and it was almost like a token. Oh, okay, here's the school, and here's a little, here's a little drawing, and and it just yeah, it, it kind of angered me more the inclusion that it got than if they'd have just missed it out altogether. It was weird um, because like it looked visually so amazing. Like when we first mm, see it mm, down there, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. And so yeah, I completely agree with you that if you can expand upon that is just waiting begging for it. And the, the ish stuff is I'm still like, is he gonna appear now in the future? Because that to me is it, again, this is a perfect thing of like I can only give my full opinion on it when the season's now done. Of like if that's all it is with Ish in in an, in a two parter where you've literally added not just yeah. Kathleen, but you can include Perry in that as well. Of yeah, like yeah. just just wasted characters. <laughs> so that is really frustrating. But I think there's there's other. I, I think I love that that looked just from the game. I think the entire sniper yeah. sequence is oh like I could yeah. not believe how much they did it exactly in the game to the point where I don't think it actually suited this show at all. I thought it was way too over the top um, for a show that has really stripped back its action sequences. You know, you talk about the the part in the sewers where you don't even see any infected compared to what you get in the video game and and that's been consistent with the show so far as it's been way less action orientated because they mm. want to keep it grounded and like every infected can actually kill yeah, you the, this was the, really sniper, 
the sniper scene felt like it was the budget of the entire season. Just a thousand like, infected running survivors, not hurting them, you know, not hurting Ellie at any point because because Joel can fire like one shot off every six seconds. It was it was preposterous. Um, yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, it, was... it reminded me of playing the game. Um, mm. I wonder what people who don't have any affiliation with the game thought of this sequence, where they were like, "This is so ridiculous," and it I was don't just. Know, like... It, it was ridiculous, but I did enjoy it. And also, I thought the changes that they made worked for the world because, like, for, you know, the sniper, mm. him actually being dog shit um, yeah. works so much better yeah, because in the, in the game, <laughs> he just wrecks you. Yeah. Like, I remember playing that on Grounded, and I was like, oh. He I never misses. Where I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I guess this is where I don't beat the game on Grounded. Yeah. Because he, he was impossible. Um, yeah, and I loved that this guy was just a really old guy that was put on this outpost because no one ever goes there, basically. Yeah. And, and you know, suddenly he, he got given the big task and wasn't up to it. And, yeah, I thought that was really great. And I think as well, like, you know, with the fact that Joel doesn't just storm in there and, like, blow his head off, I think, like, those moments give you the weight of making that decision where he's like, don't make me do it, man. Don't make me do it. And then, like, you know... You just hear the bullet. And I'm like, oh, I felt like something when he killed that sniper. You know, I felt empathy towards him. Whereas in the game, I felt like, fuck you, you've been shooting at me for ages and you were a, you were a nightmare to kill on Grounded. I just want to kill you instantly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's where this show like has its biggest strengths, that it does make me feel empathetic towards these characters. And I don't, I felt nothing for Kathleen. No, you know, when, when, you know, I felt more for that sniper getting killed than when Kathleen got taken out. And again, I think that's, um, that shows you that you don't have to give everyone these big backstories. But yeah, yeah. I, I um, to quickly get to a few more things. Like, I love the ending. I thought the the sequence with Ellie, um, in particular, and, and kind of her trying to use her blood to think that she can yeah. heal the bite was amazing because it was like, oh my god, I never would have thought about that. That's nothing like anything from the games. But again, it shows Ellie's vulnerability in this situation that she doesn't fully understand. Who who she is or what she's got right now and so she thinks that she can like help him and save him and i was like oh my god that's so brutal and it's such like a childlike innocence in that moment um so that was great obviously the the change to have sam as a deaf character um is fascinating i thought it was really well done i think initially that's the second it started i did laugh out loud because yeah. i was like holy shit they're oh, just yeah. yeah like i couldn't I like, oh someone loves quiet Place. yeah i couldn't believe it and i think I think yeah. because we didn't get those we didn't get any sound or signing in the action it was fine because if we'd have had yeah. them stalking around clickers i'd have been like this is too much like they've they have just robbed from a quiet place and they probably did a little bit too much um i'm really curious like i haven't listened to the um their podcast about it this week yet but i would love to know if they do cite a quiet place at any point in terms of it would be interesting whether they why they yeah. added him because i know it was craig's idea to change the character to death um but I really want to know why, because it was just so painfully obvious to me that it was mm. like, oh, yeah, they watched A Quiet Place and loved it, um, which is fair enough. But yeah, and the, obviously the, the bit with the I sniper, think, I, think... I was going to say with the, with the infected, because there's, there's just a, a, a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Like, obviously, them coming out of the sinkhole was really cool um, and was very chaotic. And then obviously we got the bloater, which has been like one of the big things on the market in and is this yeah. very sort of iconic thing in the games but i didn't i didn't think it was that good in the show like it looked fine but it didn't really it looked, do much it looked great but mm. it didn't perform as a bloater no. it, it, it performed as just a i thought joel was gonna like shoot it or something you know, it was just weird yeah. like from a distance it, it, and use it as a bomb or whatever yeah like 
yeah, like in the game, they have a very distinct kind of way of attacking you. Yeah, but obviously, they whereas don't have scores, do they? So they have to change it. <laughs> yeah, whereas in this, he's it's just a big guy. Mm. Like, it's a big dude. So yeah, I, I was. I thought it looked fantastic, but I kind of needed it. I needed it to do a bit more, which yeah. is silly because it like ripped someone's head off. But yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, yeah because it wasn't bloaterish in yeah because of the spores not being there. It's it's strange. Um, but I think with Sam, I think the the thing that works so well and the and the reason why it did the second I had, you know was like oh they're they're you know they're they're just like cribbing off a uh, quiet place but then but then yeah when when it actually broke it down i thought oh no this is good this is really good because it, it gives you him with the drawings mm. and the fact that that him and henry are communicating in a different way you know the, than than um joel and ellie and that, that he's got these drawings and the fact that like he wants to be the superhero and like when he draws the you know the the um puts the face paint on him to like get him ready to go out there and stuff. I was like, Oh no, that really makes sense. And, yeah. and I, and I don't think you would have that dialogue and, and that rationale to, you know, to get him on board if he could have had a, a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that was inherently because, because he was deaf and, and I really enjoyed the, um, uh, um, this, this kind of reusable sheet of paper yeah. as well. That's such an efficient, like, post-apocalyptic means for him to be able to it was communicate. Like a, it was like a modified etcher sketch weren't it which was great <laughs> yeah i thought that was brilliant because i was like you know notebooks are going to become scarce and, and like you know the, the you're not going to have anything digital are you yeah you, yeah you're not going to be typing away on a tablet you, you, you know notebooks are going to become more and more scarce and and so to have this um uh you know this this means to be able to communicate and you know he can draw pictures on it or he can have a conversation. And, and I thought that worked really well. And, you know, in particular, you know, you mentioned it, the, the scene with Ellie at the end, you know, was, was so much stronger, I think, than the, the game. Like, I think most, most of this bit, I've, you know, I enjoyed the game experience more. Um, but I thought that, that, final bit was really strong because in the game he doesn't reveal and and the the reveal hit he doesn't reveal to ellie anything mm. so he just you just wake up in the morning and he just fucking starts attacking people and i'm like that that was pretty gnarly but i thought this just had so much more weight to it that their dialogue and the fact that ellie isn't even talking back she's responding on the notepad as well because obviously they're meant to be sleeping um <clears throat> i thought this worked really well and then yeah the whole kind of use of her trying to heal him you know because he's much younger as well isn't he yeah well in the game he's a chunk older and i think like ellie is immature and young and doesn't know what she's got but she also feels like grown up and in charge of sam so when he gets this injury and and she's like shit he's gonna fucking die she she suddenly like can i do something and she does a very childish kind of way of fixing it. But in her mind, she's being quite grown up and taking ownership of the situation. Mm. And I just thought that worked really well for this like juxtaposition that even though she is young, she still feels old and the, the grown up in the room when those two are having a conversation. Um, yeah. And, and ultimately it, it still, you know, it still really lands. And, you know, I think in some ways it landed more when you kind of, 
you know, she promised not to fall asleep and then you just cut to her asleep waking up and you just see him not looking at her and you're like, I had, I, cause you know, this show is changing things and I had hope for a second, like mm. um, dumbly because there's no way that that would have worked, but I had hope for a second and it was because he didn't respond, which is hilarious because in all other zombie movies or whatever you want to call this, if your character is not facing you and you call their name and they don't respond, you're like, well, that's game over. Like they're going to turn around and be a zombie, but because he's deaf and she spoke to him and he didn't turn around. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh shit. I didn't even think about that. That's like, really good. I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. And then he's... it's like, she has to then touch him or get close to him, yeah. as well, which is great. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, if he was infected, it would have probably fixed him because we've already spoken about that. Haven't we? That like the old lady, she like gets out of the wheelchair in the in episode one, like the 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 virus heals, mm. like you know it, it can it can make a, a old person go very quickly. Someone that was almost wheelchair bound. So I was like, you know, it probably, you know, I, I think it probably couldn't happen that quickly with Sam. But but in my mind, I was like, oh shit, it's not like the one thing it would do would be repair his hearing because when it gets into its final forms, hearing is such a strong part of a clicker. Mm. And so I was like, shit, he's not, he's not, a, he's not gone yet. And then suddenly she touched him and he was, and it like, it hit me, even though someone that's played the game a million times shouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I, I really want to tip my hat to that particular bit, but, but yeah, I, I still, I feel like this part of the game versus the show, the, the game definitely, you know, had the edge for me in, in the enjoyment factor that the gamification of just having these villains and going through this area, the, the town as well, the kind of derelict town that they go to just before the sniper. I really wanted to have a few of those interactions that we got in the game, because I think those were great interactions between Ellie and Sam. Yeah, I completely yeah, agree I that these so. these last two episodes, like the game, just was better for me. Um, I mm. think it was just better to play this. So it's interesting because it's very close to me. It's like three to two in favor of the TV show right now. Um, yeah, but I think that the um, I completely agree with all that stuff. Like I think the finale is by far like it's a very very good episode. But the last fifteen minutes is just amazing, um, and it's so well done with the Henry and Sam stuff. And I think in general they just were <laughs> they were on point to me of like, yep, they're as good. You know, I think with Tess Tess was better in the show bill and frank were clearly better in the show henry and sam for me were as good which i think is fantastic mm. um and obviously like joel and ellie were still getting more of that i loved seeing like the savage star like comic book you know we're getting more of those sort of small moments yeah. i do think with um like i wonder if this is because it's for a tv audience or whatever it's interesting these just slight re reworks of characters that is making it i think a bit more obvious what they're going for with the show because i never felt that way playing the game that henry and sam was such an obvious like lesson that joel was learning whereas i feel like with the tv show every week now with the reworking of bill and frank then bringing tess's death into it and bill writing the letter and now with how it ended with henry and sam and the way henry even spoke to joel in that little moment as well of like listen i know that's not your daughter but i know you're a father like the way you act mm. um and, and and i think they're just hammering home the the ideology of the show and again it's like i love it but i do wonder if it's like a little bit too heavy-handed of it and i wonder if people will start to get sick of the the formula in terms yeah. of in, it's like joel and ellie road trip 
and then each episode or, or every couple of episodes it's introduce people put a joel put a mirror up to joel and show him either past mistakes or how he shouldn't make future mistakes those characters kill off uh, you know die and then we move to the next ones like i mm. and it was weird because the game never felt formulaic like that and maybe that is because it's like a tv structure so you can spend more time in different locations in the game um, i think it's i think it's twofold the the in the tv show you get to linger on deaths more Mm. you think when sam and henry died in the game you cut seasons Mm. you have a time jump straight away and you're chucked into a brand new scenario straight away in the tv show we bury them yeah and we see the burial and ellie you know writes on the exosketch thing and, and all of that stuff so it it, it punches you in the face and it, and it becomes more obvious. And certainly as well, I think Joel has a lot more emotion in mm-hmm. the show and a lot more scale of, of, of emotion, you know, backwards and forwards. Um, and, and the other side of it is that in the video game, you have 15, 20 hours to develop your feelings towards Ellie as, as a, parental figure because you are protecting her against all of these different things you you are the you know you are joel so Mm. you are protecting them so you start to feel this level of parenthood and 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 you know um you know wanting to protect her whereas in the show you're just watching it yeah you're you're not with joel and ellie all the time you know you you can go away from them in the show and so when you when you do get back to them, I think it does it does make it a little bit more like, oh, okay, we really need to give you this, you know, right in your face. So I think it I think it just I think it just shows that both are very good at storytelling for the medium that they're they're in. Yeah, I completely and, and agree with that. We have these changes because yeah, like playing as Joel, you're immediately going to feel that protection because it's the it's the goal of the gameplay. <laughs> like the game, the gameplay is the. Over... Is the yeah like yeah well especially at this point it's like the gameplay is you're trying to get to a set location and obviously if you fail at the game it's like yeah you could you can die or ellie can die or you can both die so i think that is very much like you say that is an important distinction from the tv show but it is just interesting with these kind of small rewrites to the characters because i think they are making it probably a bit more obvious about where they're going but it's still um fascinating i'm you know we've obviously got four episodes to go now um Mm. and i think it's like oh it's interesting where where we're gonna end up now in these next four um because yeah i'm with you that like i i I do wish they would have just taken more time with it um yeah that was the other point i was gonna make was just about are are they spending too much time on side characters because obviously the last of us is about joel and ellie um Mm. and i think they're doing an amazing job with that so far but especially with how we kind of know that we're getting the full game in this show and i feel like we're not there yet in terms of how much we've had of Joel and Ellie. Now, granted, based upon what we know from the story, it's a very minor spoiler, but there isn't as many side characters, I don't think, for the rest of the game um, compared to what we've had so far. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even met Joel's brother yet. I was going to say, well, that's the big one. I have to imagine that's coming sooner rather than later. But I think aside from that, there isn't... I, I don't think there's a Bill and Frank, a Henry and Sam, or a Tess. I don't think, you know, on that level, aside from, from Tommy. Um, oh, I was going to say, there's a Tommy. <laughs> yeah, and... well, I mean, there is other people which we won't go into. But, like, yeah, it's difficult. But um, I don't yeah, know. What, what do you think? Do you, certain... do, you, do you think they've spent, like... Have they spent too much time? So, obviously... 
you look at Tess in episode two, Bill and Frank in episode three, and then Kathleen and Perry and Henry and Sam, who are at, who are now all gone. By the way, all these characters I, think, I mentioned are now gone from the show. I think they, I think they have because they have like, spent too much time on them, or not enough time. Yeah, no, I think they've spent too much time on them because, like, I'm thinking again, not spoilery, but left behind mm, mm-hmm. you know that's another episode <laughs> there, there is a lot of characters in there for example mm. um yeah, but at least and, that's and, a lot of one of the characters <laughs> and i think and i think um those characters carry a lot of weight to joel and ellie's story mm. whereas like bill like point in case bill because i think that episode is immaculate and and was fantastic point in case frank. And, and <laughs> Um, Frank's literally a dead body in the game. <laughs> like at least, oh, yeah, at least Bill got us a car in the TV show, which was the same as the game. <laughs> but yeah, Bill and Frank. Yeah. Um, because I thought the episode was fantastic. Yeah, it's still and, the best and, episode. And, and and it felt to me like that was oh, this is our crazy expansion of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that and was then, the one as well. And then suddenly, then suddenly we jumped jumped to Kathleen, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Like because yeah, I I, I it. Well, we saw her it's in the trailer, I remember, and, and and I was trying to work out who she was based upon characters yeah. we knew, and I, I'd kind of gathered that she was a new character, but then I thought it would be a much smaller role than it ended up being. The fact that, like, Henry and Sam are only in the end of the last episode, so I don't even count that, so they're pretty much a one-episode arc, and so is Bill and yeah. Frank, and then Tess was, what, kind of in two? Yeah, she was in two, or, like, half, yeah. like, one and a half, essentially. Um, yeah. So, like, it is weird that she was... God, Kathleen was just in it so much for such a shit character. It really is. It I think, was a shame. I think so, and I think it's one where, yeah, I like I say, I'm just so aware of the finite amount of time, but mm. the, I think the good thing that, you know, because it's not all negative, because there's so much good shit that they've got to fit in that like these final episodes are going to be banging. Yeah. Like absolutely banging. Oh, it should be all killer. No filler now. If there's like like, another slower episode, I'd be stunned. Like we talk about like, I've, well, I've spoken about walking dead and it's like, man, like Kathleen would have been three seasons of the walking dead. (laughs) Yeah. You just can't. And we're we're bitching that this is two episodes. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like you can't compare the last of us to that part of shit. (laughs) You can't, but you also can because you know. I think it's a. I think it's a great. I think it's a great point to look at that. Like something like this, they could have took the piss, mm. and they could have. They could have just stripped it back. Like we could have not met Ellie yet. Like and 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 I would have probably had a pretty good time, you know. But like the the pace that they're running at makes a hell of a lot of sense because there's a hell of a lot to go through in the game, and let's make this a roller coaster ride, mm. um, and not not be like oh yeah last of us the game that's five seasons of television mm. like yeah me being a psycho that loves it so much um would probably would probably accept that uh but but when you actually look at it and you know what they've done they're gonna make such a stellar season because of the content they've got because mm. yeah they might have spent a little bit of time you know too much on this i think i think there should have been a one episode arc yeah for sure um it's not a long episode as well it's like an hour yeah that's the thing i I feel like i feel like if if they'd have just the the episode times have been very strange Mm. and i I almost feel like if they could have stuck to like maybe a 70 minute like episode time Mm. like you could have fitted this these two episodes into 70 minutes yeah because this was an hour and the previous episode was like what 44 or something yeah maybe so i'm like yeah you could have got that down to like 70 75 minutes 
like or get rid of most of Kathleen because that's the other thing like she could have been in it but we just didn't need as much backstory for her not for not for such a shit payoff like i think we're Ooh. if you're gonna do this and and add a new character which is fine i think we've as we've spoke about the reasons for it were, were fairly see-through in my opinion Ooh. of just wanting to give the enemy a face and trying to yeah. humanize every single person in this world which i don't think you need to but it needed to have an impact on the story but then as we've we've known when we've li- we've listened to neil and craig talk about this overall season they they deviate from the path when they feel necessary but they're always going to go back to the core story of, from what was the first game so kathleen could never do anything interesting like she could have potentially i think like i was expecting her to kill henry and then sam was going to get bitten in the scuffle and it would have just been a case of maybe joel or ellie would have had to have killed sam rather than henry i thought um i thought she would have got sam infected yeah because i think that had a really strong strong point because obviously she has her sole purpose is to get revenge yeah on her dead brother and and to get to, to infect sam to like fuck over henry yeah, that be like, oh, i didn't would've, even would've kill been, him yeah and 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 then have no remorse mm. would have been would have been a really strong message for what the show is aiming for because i think you know when you look at henry and he shoots sam and that was like you know i think it was done very well that it was his visceral reaction where he was like mm. he, he steals the gun and he's like no, you ain't, what are you doing? It's Sam. Don't do it. And he shoots the ground. Like he, he's like, like, because he wants Joel to not do Joel. anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to do anything. And then he looks and he's like, holy shit. He's Ellie's about to die. <laughs> a young girl that's been attacked by a monster and he shoots the monster. And then suddenly he's like, you know, I, I, I believed that shooting slash suicide way more in the show than I did the game. Because when uh, like his performance was so strong, then when he was having that conversation with himself afterwards, like where he, I, feel like, I feel like done, you're downplaying the game a little bit because like to me that was identical. I think maybe, maybe, yeah, they're both very strong, but I thought the performance was really oh strong yeah in the show yeah well. he was fantastic. Um, there, there's just one thing that I wanted to touch upon where I really thought because I I thought I, I've gotten obsessed with like the opening of each episode. Mm. Where I'm like, we're going to get something cool as like an opening. <laughs> oh, I think those, those like, days are gone now. <laughs> well, I think they are because this one was very disappointing, you know, just with this, you know, the uprising of Fredra. And in my head, I 100% thought it was going to be Ish mm. in the bunk, in, in like the underground bit. And in my head, it was Desmond, <laughs> like season yeah. two opening a block <laughs> where, where we'd have just had Ish living in this world. And we would have thought it was music. The kids um, are going to school playing yeah, football. And we, and we were and, and i and we would have thought it would have been pre-pandemic yep. mm-hmm. and then and then suddenly it like oh, then man. we get this flick we need to stop I over analyzing everything because this, know, show, this show's so good but that would have been so much better <laughs> i know i know because that's what i seriously thought was going to happen and then suddenly it cuts and like we realize oh no they're underground and, i like, really want to hear neil talk about specific like more than ever now this episode because i want to know why yeah. is Ish not a character when people have wanted him to be a character for a decade? Yeah, and, and why is Kathleen? A yeah, and, and then yeah, and it's like I feel like a lot of that did just default to Craig, sadly. And Craig's been amazing, and he's done such a good job of, mm-hmm. of adapting this to TV. Don't get me wrong, but I think this was yeah, a case that they they their minds probably didn't align perfectly. When mm. I think in the other stuff, when they've changed stuff about the cordyceps or adding Bill and Frank more of the story, all of that stuff's yeah, been great. But this was the first time where I'm yeah, like, Craig just wasn't an Ish guy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh. 
you just you just didn't pick up the notes, did you? When you played the game, like yeah. that's kind of the vibe I get. And then and then Neil was yeah. like, "Oh, we need to put this Easter egg in here. Just put this drawing on the wall." So, um, but yeah, I, I'm very much you know. I think another thing I wanted to finally say was about the obviously when they greenlit the show they had to do the full game because i think that was another point in terms of like are they rushing for it now because it does feel that way was like if you're gonna do the last of us and bring it to a tv show they couldn't have picked like any stopping point in the first game it had because like and again for no future spoilers but like the game has such a definitive ending in terms of what joel and ellie are trying to achieve whether people even realize it right now and so that always had to be the end of the show in terms of season one um but i think sadly it's one of those things that you wish you had a time machine to where you realized how good the show was and you realized it was super successful and then you did split it up and i think that there was a there is a natural stopping point which i think will be at the end of this week's episode yeah and that should have been the end of the show um and then you could have had extra flashbacks and you could have really padded out the, the back half of the game because how many episodes I am have we got left four. four yeah you think it'll be the end of this week's show do you yeah um we can throw up an additional spoiler warning because we're so deep no, if you want to talk about no, it. I, no I, I don't want to do that we've never done it before mm. I, I i think I know, but yeah. we, we, we keep teasing it like we're going to and then we don't <laughs> <laughs> i like it because <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what happens then i think left behind is episode seven and then i think we basically have a two-part finale yeah i think i think it goes one more maybe but Oof. yeah what you, think, what you think left behind is the one before the finale maybe that'd be crazy um yeah. but yeah i just so i just think now it's like we're hurtling towards this and again like these are all just future things to, to speculate but like they have so many options to, to what they want to do going forward and <laughs> i hope they pick obviously the best option for the quality of the show um but i hope neil isn't obsessed with like quickly adapting part two into a tv show yeah, you know, because know. because he's such a busy guy as well i wonder if he will be like right you've got me for one more season so it's going to be part two season two and that's it job done and i'm like you can't do that, that that'd be way too much because well, um, that game is even longer as well yeah the game's four times um, the size of part one <laughs> let alone i think there's a giant time gap that i would love to see filled in for the first time in the tv sure. show as well like i think um i think they actually um um tweeted like the episodes on i, I could have sworn i saw it and i and and, and the left behind is the place that you said right I'm sure I saw like uh, the episode names. They, I think they tweeted. Oh, like, they did. They the have tweeted the names, names yeah. of the rest of the season, and like episode seven is called Left Behind. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it was thinking about it. But anyway, either way, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of good shit coming. Yeah, I was just now trying to find out. I can't see it. Uh, mm. in, yeah, endurance yeah. survive. Okay, this week's is called Kin, but then I can't yeah. see the one after that. It looks like they haven't named the last two yet. Oh, I could have sworn um, I, I saw an image. Maybe but, that leaked, yeah. and then this is just because this is what's on IMDb. Yeah, we've got Kin, and then it's just episode seven, eight, and nine. But judging by yeah. the thumbnail for episode seven, I would just assume that's left behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this kind of looks. And then based upon the, the two other thumbnails, well, man, this this person's played, clearly played the video game. Do not look at the thumbnails on IMDb if you don't want <laughs> somewhat spoilers. Um, oh, shit, really? 
Well, it's not even spoilers. Oh. It's just I can so tell those scenes are oh, directly yeah. from where they are. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. But I don't think that would spoil it for no, anyone. No, it wouldn't. It's just funny yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah, you can very see seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I can't wait until like I because yeah, we we're talking about this weekly, of course, but we're gonna have definitely conversations when this show's over, <laughs> like to talk yeah, about sorry, it overall. If anyone, if anyone has had enough of us talking about the Last of Us, you're in trouble. No, this is the year this yeah. podcast changed. <laughs> <laughs> listen we're still giving you everything that it already had this is just like like i say the podcast is now 50 percent longer um yeah you, you've got to think yourself lucky really because i you know i've been very close multiple weeks to be like last of us this week yeah i was gonna say well, once this is over and we're back to on demand stuff this is becoming a 45 minute uh podcast again so <laughs> <laughs> them's the rules um but yeah that is that's pretty much it like like we said at the start of the show there was a few this, like this was when we should have launched our patreon really <laughs> yeah it? i know it would have been perfect <laughs> we could have had our bonus last of us episodes <laughs> i know it would have been great um there's always the future seasons because yeah if we, if we have a lot to talk about with this can you even fucking imagine what part two those discussions are going to be like nah, mate, um, nah, mate. especially now that i love it as well but then maybe that had been more interesting if i didn't love it as much as you um <laughs> um yeah, but yeah um but yeah that is it obviously we've got a few things on demand it seems like yeah i thought the next big cinema release was in a couple of weeks for missing but unless that just randomly pops up again it seems like that's not the case um so i think it'll be march now when we've got all the big sort of heavy hitters um so i was i was already thinking about hitting the craven button which is a which is a potential because it's been a couple of months so always like to do one every sort of two or three months um so that's an option but yeah i feel like now that we've floated out there and we've and we've spoken those holy words on the podcast i feel like we might just have to talk about infinity pool next week um yeah. which if we are holy fuck i'm excited god damn yeah cannot wait to see this film um but i do want to watch possessor <laughs> maybe i'll have to see if i can watch possessor like really soon um maybe i'll just watch them both in the next week who knows um like i say that sounds like a you problem i think we we still need to see it oh yeah but i mean possessor's just great because like you haven't rewatched watched possessor either have you no i haven't I yeah haven't, it is great. and i would have loved to um not that it's relevant it just would have been nice to refresh myself of, of the absolute craziness but then also it might have been like an unfair reflection on infinity pool but i don't i don't know um we shall see but yeah that was episode 336 thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could How could I start now? Hurry up now It's not that I need ya Look at me now